Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of September 9th through September 15th, 2013. Vulnerability activity increased sharply for the period due to the release of the Microsoft Security Bulletins for September 2013 and multiple Adobe product security updates. Microsoft published its monthly security bulletin release on September 10th, 2013. Microsoft released 13 bulletins that addressed 47 vulnerabilities. The bulletins addressed vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows, Microsoft Internet Explorer, Microsoft Office Access, Excel, Outlook, and Word, Microsoft SharePoint Server, and Microsoft Front Page. The vulnerabilities could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code, conduct cross-site scripting attacks, cause a denial of service condition, or gain elevated privileges. Full details of the vulnerabilities, IPS signatures, and Cisco release mitigations are available in the Cisco Event Response on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations Portal. A short video analysis of the Microsoft Security Bulletins for September 2013 is also available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations Portal. Adobe released multiple security bulletins addressing vulnerabilities in Reader, Acrobat, Flash, Air, and Shockwave Player. The security advisories addressed eight code execution vulnerabilities in Reader and Acrobat, and two code execution vulnerabilities in Shockwave Player. Microsoft Internet Explorer and Google Chrome users will receive automated updates for the Flash Player plugins included in those browsers. Apple released a security advisory for Mountain Lion version 10.8.5 addressing 32 vulnerabilities and 16 components including Apache, Bind, Certificate Trust, ClamAV, IPsec, The Kernel, Mobile Device Management, OpenSSL, PHP, PostgreSQL, QuickTime, and others. Apple also released Safari 5.1.10, correcting two JavaScript vulnerabilities. Other important security advisories and updated software released for IBM Lotus iNotes, Juno's Pulse Secure Access Service, OpenSSL, Sophos Web Protection Appliance, Wireshark, and Zen Hypervisor. WordPress released version 3.6.1, correcting multiple security vulnerabilities. Additional security updates were released for multiple vulnerabilities in the Feed Web, RLS WordPress Search, Snazzy Archives, and Traffic Analyzer WordPress plugins. Cisco released the following security notices for low and medium severity security issues. Cisco Open Network Environment Platform Unvalidated Pointer Vulnerability. Cisco Unified Meeting Place Application Server Cross-Site Scripting Vulnerability Cisco Unified Meeting Place Solution Cross-Site Request Forgery Vulnerability Cisco Social Miner Administration.jsp HTTP Information Disclosure Vulnerability Cisco Virtualization Experience Client Series 6000 Local Arbitrary Command Execution Vulnerability Cisco Prime Land Management Solution Cross-Frame Scripting Vulnerability, 
Cisco Digital Media System, DMM, Open Redirect Vulnerability. Common Services Active MQ Denial of Service Vulnerability. Cisco Social Minor Sensitive Information Get Request Vulnerability. IntelliShield published 209 events last week, 142 new events, and 67 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category. During the time period, multiple subdomain websites at NASA were defaced by a group posting messages against United States National Security Agency spying and possible strikes in Syria. Multiple anonymous affiliates had threatened to launch new attacks as part of Op USA and Op Israel against U.S. and Israeli websites on the anniversary of 9-11, but the attacks did not materialize or failed to reach a level that caused any significant interruptions. The groups posted a list of what was presented as compromised Israeli personal data, but this was identified as information that had been previously compromised and posted earlier this year. The Syrian Electronic Army was more successful in its continued compromises of media Twitter accounts. Compromising accounts belonging to FX Australia and Fox TV United Kingdom, reportedly through a compromised Hootsuite account. Anonymous and affiliate groups continue to appear unsuccessful in the execution of their operations, yet are likely to continue to announce campaigns and launch future attacks. The continued operations of the Syrian Electronic Army and Al-Qassam groups, although the announced Phase 4 of the Al-Qassam attacks on U.S. financials appear to have been uneventful to date, have had more success. Like physical activists groups, the cyber activists or hacktivist groups follow similar patterns of difficulty sustaining support and media interest, suffer from internal disagreements, and in the case of Anonymous, the impact of several arrests and flights into hiding of its leading members. While threats from these groups appear to have peaked or are declining, it is likely they will regenerate or new groups will take the spotlight with new agendas, attack methods, and compromises. Fortunately, the one common factor to the majority of these types of groups is their need for publicity, leading them to announce their intentions prior to the attacks. Next, in the Trust Risk Management category. The U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, released a statement on cryptographic standards, including the reopening of comments on a specific standard that has come into question following documents released in the Snowden NSA compromised data case. The cryptographic community has raised questions over whether cryptographic standards may have been intentionally weakened or had backdoors installed to allow the monitoring of encrypted network traffic. As NIST mentioned in their statement, they work very closely with the NSA to develop cryptographic standards but has refuted claims of NSA-compromised cryptographic standards. The fallout from the NSA compromise has reached another level with NIST, reopening the standard for comment and releasing recommendations to not use selected cryptographic standards. The possible compromise of cryptographic standards is particularly concerning because, as NIST points out, these standards are, are developed, reviewed, and validated by a relatively small group of cryptographic experts, including those from the NSA. The standards are not meant to be kept from public review, 
The issue is the cryptographic standard development and code is so complex that only a small number of experts have the knowledge and ability to truly validate the standard. Outside of this small group, the rest of the community has to trust the approved standards. If this proves to be true and the standards have been compromised, which NIST refutes, it would be a critical blow to the trust that is required across the internet and the security community. Moving on to the mobile risk management category. Vodafone, a German mobile phone operator, reported a security breach of its systems that may have resulted in the compromise of personal information of up to 2 million of its subscribers. Vodafone reported that although the personal and account information may have been compromised, credit card information was not exposed. Vodafone has alerted customers of its breach and advised them to be alert for criminal phishing attempts suspicious phone calls, or questionable account activity. The latest information pertaining to the investigation indicates the breach may have included an insider that accessed the systems. The mobile market continues to see increased threats to users that includes malicious code, malicious applications, and compromises of the accounts. The main threats currently experienced by most users are malicious applications, SMS text spam, and phishing. It is not unusual that an insider may be involved in the criminal activity. FBI records show that insiders have regularly identified as stealing sensitive data and attempting to sell it to criminal groups that specialize in identity theft. In addition to an increased awareness that is needed by mobile users, organizations and businesses cannot overlook or underestimate the threat of insider criminal activity and have security controls in place to identify suspicious activity within the trusted network and accounts. Next, in the Identity Risk Management category. Following reports several weeks ago that the Affordable Care Act health insurance data hubs are not ready for deployment, they recently have been security certified and ready to go operational by the October 1, 2013 deadline. As these repositories of electronic medical information are deployed, Many are continuing to raise concerns over the security, access controls, and the authorized use of their sensitive personal health data. Recently, a survey found that medical data and identity theft has increased 20% in the U.S., affecting millions of Americans and costing the industry billions. Recently, the value of sensitive health information has been increasing in the underground and criminal online communities and forums. It is now the most expensive records offered on many of these sites. The value of these records cannot be underestimated for criminals attempting identity theft or the persons whose information may be compromised. One of the factors driving up the value of this information is its persistence. Sensitive health information does not change or expire and cannot be voided like compromised financial accounts or credit cards. Unlike financial accounts or other data stores, the health records contain a wide variety of sensitive information, which can provide the attacker with many options for exploiting the owner's identity. The protection of these records is critical to the success of the Affordable Care Act, the industry, and consumer confidence in the new programs. In a related report, Advocate Healthcare had a class action lawsuit filed against them following the physical theft of computers from its offices that may have contained an estimated 4 million unencrypted health records. Finally, in the geopolitical risk management category. According to various reports, 
Former U.S. basketball player Dennis Rodman will return to North Korea in January 2014 to oversee two exhibition basketball games between the U.S. and the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Rodman visited the Democratic People's Republic of Korea earlier this year, evoking bemusement and anger from many outside the reclusive country, given the young leader's governing tactics, which are being compared to his father's and grandfather's brutality. Recent reports surfaced that Kim had executed a former girlfriend and her family. Rodman, for his part, said that the young leader would like to improve relations with the U.S. and sees the games as a way to build trust, even as new satellite imagery indicates that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea may have restarted its Yongbyong nuclear reactor. For those with free access to information, the pairing of the flashy former U.S. athlete and the repressive leader may seem bizarre and puzzling. It is difficult to understand why Kim Jong-un would spend time with a former athlete known for his body piercings, tattoos, and hair dyes, given that he did not find time to meet with Google founder Eric Schmidt when he visited North Korea this year looking to improve internet access for North Korea's citizens and discuss business opportunities. It may be an indicator of how little Kim actually knows about the outside world. Kim may believe Rodman has the ear of the White House, or may believe the rest of the world takes the basketball player more seriously than we do. Perhaps he is simply more interested in enjoying a game of basketball than improving the lives of his country's citizens. Kim hears entirely what he wants to hear from those around him who may fear his reaction to unfavorable information. Those of us tempted to read only blogs and articles by those we agree with may want to take note, lest we end up appearing fools ourselves. Information security specialists may want to watch for an uptick in cyber events connected to the exhibition games in January. As a note, Cisco will be providing multiple presentations at the ISC Squared Security Congress 2013 in Chicago, Illinois. Cisco is also a proud sponsor and training provider for Sector 2013 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Cisco will be presenting the Network Threat Defense Hands-On Training Session at Sector 2013 on October 7th. The training is designed to help users learn about securely deploying network services and detecting, classifying, and preventing threats that target a network. Additional information is available in the Cisco Security blog post, Cisco Network Threat Defense Training at Sector 2013 on the Cisco Security blog, at blogs.cisco.com security. Visit the Cisco Security Engineers at these events for the latest training and information on security threats and recommendations. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.